The Daily Ding is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts. And because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. I love basketball, guys, but nothing compares to my love for Taylor Swift. When T-Swizzle's in town... I got to get tickets. Game time is the best way to get tickets for everything from sporting events to shows like artists like T-Swizzle. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's the years? Well, well, from January 1st, January 1st, wow. 2010 what, ten, to now. Say that again, Chuck. Ten to 20. Say that yeah. again, Chuck. Chuck January 10 20. to 20. Yeah. You said what years? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, are we going 10 to 20? Because I don't need to know yeah. what okay. guy. All decades. So I understand. <laughs> okay, so some look. Some guys might have played. At Auburn Education, America. Oh, oh, some guys might have played one or two serious? years. Do that, dude. Let's, let's say a guy played. A guy, let's guy say How a guy, long is a mile? No, I'm saying if a guy played like the first two years, but then play the last eight. <laughs> I know what yeah. I know. Reverse flush and <laughs> ain't that a smooth one. This is how it goes. When I hoop, I have no friends. Oh, Tyler know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday morning, folks. It's hump day, but we're here to help you get through it. We got all your action from Tuesday night in the NBA. I'm Mo Dekeel, joined by Nitz Blufstein. And so that means everybody got to pray for Rob producing this podcast. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, Trey called game and Jimmy Butler agreed. The Hornets sting the Wizards and the Blazers had a televised practice against the New York Knicks. But first, we had a defensive battle in Philly. The Nuggets squared off against the mighty Philadelphia 76ers and lost 97-92. This was a brutally bad and ugly game, if we're being honest, in Philadelphia. Uh, It didn't really live up to its top billings, which is sometimes what happens when you have two of the top defensive teams go at each other. Uh, Jamal Murray got knocked out in the game early. Uh, he bumped into Ben Simmons and then had some sort of hip contusion and never returned. So he only got about five minutes. I mean, just enough to get a sweat and was out. He didn't return. And that kind of hurt the Nuggets who are already kind of thin with a weak bench. that's not getting a ton of minutes and they're not getting a lot of production out of it. But Will Barton early to start the game. Nits, he was rolling 13 points, finished with 26 points, seven rebounds and seven assists for the game. Jokic, this is the thing about Jokic that's kind of frustrating. He didn't even attempt a shot till about 7 minutes, 30 seconds left in the second quarter. He finished with 15 points, 11 assists, and 7 rebounds. But, man, he looked disinterested tonight. Nitz, what's, what's your read on Jokic? I don't know what his deal is. I think this game is it's exactly like you said. He seems a little disinterested, maybe, but also people keep throwing around the word selfless because he was still dishing out assists and he was impacting the game in his own way. But obviously like we want to see him be more aggressive. And as soon as he did get aggressive in that game, the nuggets went on a scoring run and actually made it a real game for a little moment. So that's what we want to see from him. And it seems weird to have to beg a guy of his caliber to act that way for a full game. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that folks like he was in the MVP discussion last year. I mean, I think he finished in the top three, at least in the top five. And it's like you 
we're at the point now begging him to be aggressive. And I thought we kind of got over it. You know, he was averaging 27 points in the two games prior to this, even though they lost in Brooklyn, like he looked super aggressive and, and kind of looked like he had that Jokic bounce again and was ready to roll. And then he puts this dud up tonight and it's just, it's just gets frustrating to watch. And it's like, I got excited. I was really excited for this game all day. And it was really disappointing to kind of see his, him kind of mope around through the first half of the game really. And, and, was frustrating for that part. You know, uh, the Nuggets did go on a huge scoring run. The, the, the night was all scoring runs, by the way. It was super weird. Mike Malone gets the technical, then the Nuggets go on a 33-17 to 17 scoring run. Sixers had like a 12-0 scoring run at one point. It's just a constant battle of runs until the fourth quarter. But for the Sixers, Matisse Thibault was the show for me. I mean, normally it's Embiid or Simmons or anything like that. That kid was flat out amazing. He had a beautiful two-hand dunk in Mason Plumlee's face to just kind of introduce himself, going like, hi, I'm Matisse. You should get to know me. I'm going to be dunking on you all night. He really sparked a – every time he was in the game, he sort of sparked the Sixers. He was pretty impressive. Joel Embiid had a, a workman's 22 points. Uh, just overall, though, it just wasn't an exciting game. And the inside the NBA crew let Embiid hear about it after the game, really killing him for just not showing a lot of effort or anything like that. What's your take on Embiid so far this season? I think it's been disappointing just a little. I mean, it sounds weird to say that about Embiid, who's obviously an incredible player and, you know, nothing embarrassing about a 22, 10 and six. So there's nothing bad about that. But obviously from a guy like Embiid, we're expecting a little bit more. And it feels like year over year, we're expecting some jump that we just have never gotten. And that was where our hope for Embiid was. Yeah, I, I still think it's early. I think we'll it, it figure it out through the course of the season. This is a weird team and him trying to figure out how to navigate with Horford now and Simmons. It's, it's still trying to, to figure all that out. Really one of the worst fourth quarters I've ever seen. 30 points combined between the two teams. 16 for the Sixers, 14 for the Nuggets. Uh, like we said, Will Barton had 26, 7, and 7. Jokic, 15, 11, and 7. Gary Harris with 14 and 5. You talked about Joel Embiid's 22, 10, and 6. Tobias Harris gave us 20 and 7. And that's it for that game. Ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers? The ones that barely hit the shelves? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. So are you looking to add the Air Jordan 1's fearless UNC Chicago to your rotation? Or maybe you are feeling nostalgic for a pair of the Air Max 95's. You can find it all and more on StockX, sometimes even for prices lower than retail. With StockX, it's all about transparency. Now you can shop smarter than ever using real-time market data for everything on the site. Rest easy knowing you'll never overpay shopping on StockX. So if you want to look like PJ Tucker coming into Staples Center, you want to cop some of the shoes that some of these guys are rocking, then you got to jump in on all the hype. Check out StockX.com slash bball for a surprise offer that won't be around long. That's StockX.com slash bball. Check it out today. We also had the Hawks 121, the Heat 135 in overtime in Miami. This one was a crazy end. Trey Young calls game. The Hawks are up 117-111. He thinks this game's all wrapped up, and Jimmy Butler's just like, okay, young fella, I got you. I'm going to show you what game is. The Heat go on to score six straight points. Duncan Robinson hits a three. Jimmy Butler hits a three to tie it. Down by three. 33 seconds left. Butler for the time. Yes! The 
Butler did it! We're tied at 117! His first triple of the game. Forces overtime, and then the Heat run away with it, outscoring the Hawks 18-4 to in overtime. It actually got so bad, Nitz, the Heat put in the end of their bench guys at the end of overtime. I don't think I've really seen that before. <laughs> Garbage time in overtime. It was it, something else. It was it was pretty ridiculous. But the Hawks were playing well to begin the game. You know, you, you were talking about it with me earlier. They had the ball moving. They had the defense chasing them. What, what were some of the stuff you, you saw on this one? Yeah, I thought that was particularly my biggest takeaway is the Hawks shot up a lot of threes. And, you know, the Heat started off insane and they weren't missing. I think they went five of five or five of six from the field to start the game. And then the Hawks really came back into it by shooting so many more threes. That being said, they only ended up shooting like 37%. They went 20 of 54. But I thought that kept them in the game. Um, Their ball movement was great. It was making it really hard for the defense to get to those guys. They were getting a lot of open looks. So overall, just a good effort from them really up until the last 50 seconds. Right. And, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to Jones Jr. for the uh, Miami Heat doing a good job defending Young in the fourth quarter, holding him to just two points. I mean, this Heat's pretty damn good. This team's pretty solid. Just a very impressive performance from the Heat. They had three guys scored 30 points or more. Jimmy Butler had a triple-double with 20 points, 18 rebounds, and 10 assists. Bam Adebayo had 30 points, 11 assists, and 11 rebounds for a triple-double himself. Duncan Robinson. By the way, I don't know the last time there was an NBA player with the first name Duncan, but I'm kind of enjoying the fact that we have one that can shoot the (laughs) piss out of the ball like him. Duncan Robinson with 34 points, going 10 of 14 from three. And we had Kendrick Nunn going 36, 6, and 4 assists. When was the last time... Three teammates scored 30 points or more, Nitz. This is a little trivia for you. I'm kind of excited. A little trivia? I'm not going to get it right, so just tell me. Way to ruin the fun I had. (laughs) There's no way I'm getting this wrong and getting killed online for it. I just want to (laughs) know. I don't think anybody else is going to get it either, but... It was actually last season when the Chicago Bulls had Zach Levine had 47, Otto Porter had 31, Laurie Markin Laurie Markinen had 31 as well. It was in on March 1st. It was a quadruple overtime game. And because I did such a bad job of my research, I didn't actually look up who it was against. That's so, such an uh, inspirational group of names, and nobody's going to get that <laughs> at all. So no. is this one. So is this one. Who's, no, who's going to no, remember this? I think that all of this, you know, these are young guys. I think that this was just super fun to watch. And you felt like Duncan Robinson was going to be the line of the night or the story of the night with like 17 in the first. And then Kendrick Nunn is going off and, and Bam Adebayo having a crazy game. So it was just I, – I, you know what? I don't remember that other game that you mentioned, but I'm just going to give it to this one regardless. I don't remember that one, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. Give me a few weeks. I probably won't remember this one. <laughs> Just a couple of stats of note. Jabari Parker had 16 points, 6 of 12 from the field, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. DeAndre Hunter had a great game. This is why the Hawks went to get him in the draft. He had 28 points, 11 of 17 from the field, 5 of 10 from deep, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Kevin Herter went 3 of 8 from 3, 2 rebounds, 7 assists. Cam Reddish was... Went six of 13, two of four from three, seven rebounds, one assist. Vince Carter was four for 10 from three in his last game in Florida. He scored all his points in the first half, had three rebounds, four assists. Also, this was his 1,000th and 500th career game. 
And now with some news, the Chicago Bulls swingman Otto Porter Jr. will miss at least another month after a foot and ankle specialist confirmed a small fracture in his left foot, the team announced on Tuesday. Porter suffered the injury against the Hawks on November 6th. He was averaging 11.2 points in nine games this season. Former top five draft pick Josh Jackson was suspended for the Memphis Hustle G League game on Monday because of violation of team rules. The Hustle are the G League affiliate of the Memphis Grizzlies. Head coach Taylor Jenkins addressed the situation prior to Monday's game against the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, it's an internal matter, Jenkins said. He didn't play today, so that's something we're going to address. It was a violation of team rules, and that's something we're going to keep internal for us. It's kind of disappointing just in the fact of it really looked like Jackson was making some serious progress. It's one of those things where it seems like he's a kid that just can't get out of his own way right now. Hopefully he'll be able to start to figure it out because he's got some talent and like to see that. More news. Another day in love rumors. Kevin Love reportedly wants to play for the Trailblazers per Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer. Nitz, what are your what's your take on on Love thinking he wants to go back home to Portland? Well, first of all, Love Rumors sounds like a crazy rom-com. Secondly, I I love that. Obviously, I would love to see him on the Trailblazers, but I think when you get down to it, I don't understand what kind of package is going to be coming away from it. Who can the Blazers realistically trade to get Kevin Love? Well, I think it'd be mostly draft picks and then they're going to be able to use either Hassan Whiteside's contract or Kent Bazemore's contract to make the numbers match but I don't think it's uh for the the Cavs I think it's just a matter of how many draft picks can we get out of I'm not sure what Kevin Love gets you on the market right well Kevin Love's a good guy to have on a contending team like uh, okay well the Blazers aren't a contending team can we talk about it because he mentioned at first that he wanted to go to a contender. So I think that part's a little bit confusing to me in terms of going to the Blazers. I think he just wants to get the hell out of Cleveland, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think as we're coming closer to the December 15th deadline, not really a deadline, but almost when trade season kind of officially opens and all the teams with buyer remorse can start to move some of those guys who signed contracts over the summer, I think we'll start to get more of a clearer picture. But, you know, this kind of stuff, there's always a bunch of teams in the running. There's always a lot of guys up in the running for he I want to go here. I'm interested in this and and things like that, but I'm not sure how often it actually happens. Sure. So okay, ideal scenario, where do we want to see him? I actually kind of want to see him in Phoenix. I think I he'd be a great piece there and and help them help them kind of make that push to go to uh to make the playoffs. I think they've kind of come back to earth a little bit and I think he'd be a good good guy to add to that group and and just help with the flow of everything. I'm not sure Baines can keep shooting the way he was shooting. I think this is a guy that can help spread the floor especially when they get Aiton out there. Um that's that's where I think. What are, what are your thoughts? I have no thoughts on it to be honest with you. I just think at this point I want to see him anywhere but Cleveland. And so does Kevin. Let's go to the rest of the games. Hornets beat the Wizards 114-107 in Charlotte in a really entertaining game. Listen, folks, Charlotte is actually slowly becoming one of my favorite league pass teams to watch, and it's all because of the Devontae Graham show. He continued tonight with 29 points, 6-11 from three, plus six assists. I'm not saying it. I'm sure others might be, but uh, we might need to start talking about a most improved player for him. Terry Rozier came in with 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. Cody Zeller had 14 points and 10 rebounds. Bismack Biombo had 13 points and 15 rebounds. But 
let's not get confused. This game was pretty tight down the stretch. Davis Bertans was fantastic. He came in off the bench for the Wizards, had 32 points, 8 of 12 from 3, and 9 rebounds. Rui Hachimura continuing a pretty solid rookie year so far. 18 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists, and 1 steal. Bradley Beal finished with 16 points and 9 assists, but went 0 for 7 from 3. I mean, honestly, every time he shot it from deep, it it looked like it had no chance. Big play in this game, though, was Miles Bridges. The Hornets were up 2. The Wizards were trying to get a stop. They find Bridges wide open in the corner. He knocks down the 3, puts him up 5 with 7 seconds left, and pretty much that was all she wrote. And the Hornets walk away with a win. As we mentioned before, the Blazers had an open practice against the Knicks today. They won 115. Knicks were 87. This one wasn't even close. The Knicks are starting a four-game West Coast road swing, and it's going to be a long one for them. This one was not a fun one to start out with. Damian Lillard had 31 points, 6 assists, 8 of 12 from 3 in just 29 minutes. Hassan Whiteside had 17 and 11. Melo poured in 16 points. For the Knicks, Julius Randle had 15 points. Marcus Morris with 10. And this game was over before the half. What should the Knicks do? Should they hire a coach? Should they just think about going like, hey, we're going to bring in a coach full time. Uh, should we start making trades? Because uh, either way, this is going to be a long season for them. You know what would have been really nice is if they thought about that before they fired Fizdale. And I don't think that they did. Um, obviously, I think that you need to hire a coach that you want in there full time immediately. But then regardless, this roster needs a lot of help and a lot less power forwards. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I'd say is you might want to start getting some of these veterans off off your roster here. I can't imagine Marcus Morris is enjoying his time. Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, all those guys can probably bring in some nice chips back for you. The one thing I'd say is I think you got to start looking at getting rid of uh, Steve Mills before you start thinking about bringing in a new coach. Cause if you're going to make changes in your front office, you don't want to bring in a coach now and then have a front office guy come and stuck with a coach. He didn't hire. So, okay. But you know, who's who's taking that Knicks job? I don't buy the Masai rumors. I don't I don't I don't wish that on my worst enemy at this point. <laughs> Let's gonna go with lines of the night. Devontae Graham with twenty nine points, six to eleven from three, plus six assists in a W. Damian Lillard with thirty one points, six assists, eight of twelve from three. Davis Bertan with thirty two points, eight of twelve from three. Man, a lot of guys going eight of twelve tonight, huh? Nine rebounds, but in a loss. Bam Adebayo with 30 points, 11 assists, 11 rebounds. Jimmy Butler with 20, 10, and 18. Duncan Robinson with 34, 10 of 14 from three. And Kendrick Nunn, 36 points. All W's for the Heat. Nitz, who you got? So, like, realistically, I think Bam's line is a little bit more impressive and impactful, but I got to give it to Duncan Robinson because I was having so much fun every time he made a three. So let's go, Duncan. Okay, okay. I'm going off the grid here. I'm going with Matisse Thybul because he's the only thing that made that game entertaining for me. <laughs> he was all over the place, Nitz. It was awesome. He was a nice little spark. It was fun to watch him on the court, and I'm going with the rookie Matisse Thybul. That's going to do it for the show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. We still have your favorite shows like Back to Back, No Dunks, Tampering, and House of Strauss plus over a dozen team-specific shows available from some of your favorite athletic beat writers and me. Catch me on Brody and the Beard. Don't forget to follow on the app to get notifications for new episodes. And if you're not a member of The Athletic, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you're in luck. You can get all of our podcasts ad-free, plus some fantastic writing across all major sports, 
all for a super low price. Get 40% off your subscription today at theathletic.com slash dings. You never know when promos end, so get there soon. Thanks for waking up with us. Nitz, take home. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.